Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today I want to go a little bit deeper into assessing the Cubs 2021-2022 off-season 40-man roster. The Cubs off-season 2021-2022 40-man roster. I went through the Cubs current 40-man roster a couple podcasts ago. Came up with 23 in the left column, 14 in the center column, and 9 in the right column. Now, I don't want to have any much more than 34 or 35 total. Just don't want to. So if I get to the point where I have 34 or 35, I've screwed up, and i got to go back and start again and reassess things and check things because I don't want to have... 37, 38, 39 guys on the 40-man roster going into the offseason. That's not that's not the design. That's not the plan. It's not what's going to happen. So uh, my next step is to look at the six-year free agents. Six-year free agents are a kind of a fluke thing. Once a player has been in the league for six years, if he's still with the same squad, if he's been traded to a different squad, whatever, 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 he has permission to become a free agent. Now, sometimes the team he's with will make it worth his while, or try to, to make him stick around. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's beneficial, sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it uh, what carries the mail, sometimes it doesn't. Either way. Um... But before I get to the six-year free agents, there's something I want to, I can't remember if it's emphasized or re-emphasized, but it's really important, I think, and it kind of came up today, when someone mentioned, who was it they talked about? Uh, Alfonso Rivas is one of them, and... Brendan Little possibly was the other. No, I don't think it was him. Um, Ethan Roberts. Ethan Roberts. Ethan Roberts and uh, Alfonso Rivas. As you well know, the Cubs are doing a look-see with a lot of players on the Major League roster. For the rest of the season. It's how it's going to go. It's how it's going to go. And sometimes fans, especially fans who are, please, 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 please bring up this player who is non-crappy and replace one of the players who is crappy. That, that That's a very prevalent mindset, very acceptable mindset, very reasonable mindset. I don't want these crappy players on the team. I want better players. I understand that. I get it. Some people with this mindset, and again, I get it. I'm not knocking them. Bring up better players. Bring up better players. For instance, uh, if someone is reading or listening to stuff or listening to a game or whatever, and and, in one way or another, Alex Cohen and his mentions of perhaps an Ethan Roberts being good. Bring up Ethan Roberts. Get rid of, and then they have a laundry list of about seven guys. Get rid of one of these guys. Bring up Ethan Roberts. I'm more interested in Ethan Roberts than I am in these other guys. Understand that. Makes quite a bit of sense, actually. It really does make a lot of sense. Kind of the same with Alfonso Rivas. I don't want to see, insert player here, play anymore, call up Alfonso Rivas so he can get some time at the major leagues. I'd rather see Alfonso Rivas play than these other guys. I get it. I understand. It makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Totally logical. However, baseball is... Not only logical, it is super logical. It is overly logical. 
sometimes there is a player, and I'm going to use Alfonso Rivas as the prime A example. Let's say Alfonso Rivas comes up. Let's say it's 440. You know, just absolutely mashes the league. He makes a 40-man roster. Let's say Alfonso Rivas gets called up, goes 0 for 17. He makes a 40-man roster. Alfonso Rivas is going to make the 40-man roster irrespective of anything that he would do with the Major League Club, within reason. You know, if he, if he get hit in the skull with a pitch and, um, you know, is unable to play baseball for the next three or four years, then he probably wouldn't make the 40-man roster. But uh, irrespective of anything really bizarre happening, Alfonso Rivas is going to make the 40-man roster. In the offseason, sometime in November, right before the deadline, Alfonso Rivas entered the 40-man roster. Even if he gets zero at-bats. Even if he gets... Because he has done enough. He has enough prospect cash that he's going to make the 40-man roster, irrespective of anything that happens with anybody irrespective of anything that happens with anybody. Since that's the case, and because that's the case, since and because, both. There's no reason to call up Alfonso Rivas. He's going to make the 40-man roster anyway. Bring up Alfonso Rivas. He's going to clutter first base. He's going to get the bats that Frank Schwindel needs. Does Frank Schwindel belong on the 40-man roster? Me, look, list. Um, Schwindel, middle, center column. I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe he's yes, maybe he's no. And um, if somebody makes a really brilliant argument on one side or the other, it's like, oh, that's that's really a good point. I'm still leaving him in the middle. (laughs) You know, if the league figures out Frank Schwindel and his last, oh, let's say, 30 at-bats, 19 of them are strikeouts, and only two of them are hits. He very well might not make the 40-man roster. He still has something to prove. I have Rafael Ortega in the center. He still has something to prove. Rafael Ortega needs enough at-bats so... The Cubs executives can decide, does this guy deserve a 40-man roster spot or not? It's not certain. Ian Happ. I'm still coin flip on him. Maybe the executives have decided he's worth uh, $6 million or so, whatever. Um, maybe yeah, maybe nah. But Rafael Ortega, he doesn't need to get called up. If the Cubs are to the point where, with Ethan Roberts, he is in either way. Brendan Little. If the Cubs are to the point where he is in either way, there's no real necessary reason to call him up. If he's already got it done, he's already qualified. Let's talk about the, uh, let's say we're um, some sort of a uh, race, uh, foot race. And there's like six heats. And if you come in, yeah, six heats, that'd be perfect. Six heats, that'd be perfect. If you come in first place in one of the heats, you reach the finals. You don't have to do anything else. You you, you can go out and, you know, smoke a doobie. You can go out and do whatever you got to do, do whatever you want to do, whatever, whatever. You're in. You're in the finals because you came in first place. Now, the other people who didn't finish in first place, they're going to have to do whatever they're going to have to do. They're going to have to go out and try to earn one of the last two spots in the finals. But the six people who finished in first place, they're in. When you have a guy like a Rafael Ortega, he's not in yet. I don't think. I don't think. But uh, Alfonso Rivas, he's probably in. A couple of the guys in the minor leagues, they're probably in already. They don't need a look. So if a player doesn't need, don't like to use the word need, but uh, when it applies, I do. When a player needs to prove something, 
still before the end of the season. Give them all the bats you can. Start Ian Hamp, five or six games. Start Rafael Ortega against all the right-handers. Every single one of them. Then when it gets late in the game and the other team brings in a right-handed reliever, following, then you bring in Rafael Ortega. Rafael Ortega should hit against pretty much every right-handed pitcher that he's able to hit against. There's no reason to not have Rafael Ortega in the lineup. He's got to still prove something, I think. But if a player doesn't have anything to prove left, wow, that's horrible English. Miss Van Camp is going to slap me on that one. Um, If a player doesn't have anything left to prove, there, that's what I meant to say. If a player has nothing left to prove, leave him in AAA. There's no no reason to call him up and clutter up everything because there's already players who are fighting for a roster spot for next year. And there's also a couple of guys who, they're not going to be around, but they're playing because they can like play shortstop or something. There you go. Uh, Duffy is still around. He's not going to sign an extension with the Cubs. Not before the season ends. So, uh, you know, if, if something ends up and Duffy ends up going away, then there's an extra roster spot. And the Cubs can decide, okay, who would be the next obvious person to call up to look at? Uh, if there's a middle infielder kind of a thing situation, my guess would be a Beatal Avellino. That'd be my guess. I don't know. That would be who it would be. But uh, that'd be my guess. Okay, so now we have re uh, recycling the premise, re-mentioning the premise. We're trying to fit together the Cubs 40-man roster. As of now, the Cubs have, on my list at least, 23 people in the left column, 14 in the center, 9 in the right. Since I came up with the list, there haven't been any games, there haven't been any reasons to adjust things. Uh, Jake Jewell is back down in AAA. Um, Jonathan Holder didn't pitch tonight. No, there, there's no, there's no new information that I'm aware of on any of the players. Now, the six-year free agents, anytime you're interested in six-year free agents or who's eligible for the Rule 5 draft or any kind of that kind of stuff, thecubreporter.com is where, uh, yeah, thecubreporter.com is where you go. Arizona Phil is fantastic at that. If you ever have a question for him, ask him a question. He will answer it in long form. He will answer it in very long form. It might even be too much for you. You know, kind of like if you, uh, there's a um, burrito place about mm, five, six blocks away from my house. And uh, I used to have a manager that would come in and check on me for a side hustle I had at the uh, place that I worked. Had the full season, full-time full gig, and then I had a part-time gig after. And uh, My manager from the part-time gig would stop by and bug me every two or three months. How's it going? Da-da-da. You know, how's the numbers looking? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it was actually quite quite entertaining because he, um, my, my, my stance of what I want from a manager was always, if there's something you really need to tell me, tell me. But if there's really nothing you need to tell me, don't tell me anything. Kind of basic. You know, if it's like, you know, you really have to start doing this. Okay, thank you for letting me know. Um, At one point, uh, someone told me something along those lines. I decided, you know what, I'm done working. I'm just finished. Uh, Because that's the way things work sometimes. But um, the manager uh, went to the burrito place. And he you know, he's just, I'll take a, a large burrito. Had no idea what he was getting. And you know, this guy, <laughs> guy dro- drops this large chunk of earth. And he, ooh, well, I wasn't expecting that for a large burrito. But yeah, El, El Burrito Loco, very large portion sizes. Uh, so yeah, the, um, the my, my manager was quite uh, quite impressed with the size of the Goodness, where was that even going? Um, maybe, maybe I'll remember where I was going with that. But uh, with the six-year free agents, these players get to choose 
if they wish after six years, do they want to go somewhere else? Do they want to play for another team? And um, Arizona Phil, oh yeah, the portion size. Uh, Arizona Phil will answer your question totally and completely. And it's really funny sometimes. I'll, I'll just, I'll ask him a question. All I want, all I want is a 10 word answer. You know, I don't really just, uh, <laughs> one of them I was asking, what's the time frame on a player opting out? Because I was thinking, uh, Nick Cassianos, you know, at the end of the season, What's the actual time frame? How long does he have to decide whether he wants to opt out of his contract? And uh, I was imprecise when I asked my question the first time. The second time when I cleared it up, uh, Arizona Phil said, oh, oh, okay, I see. Uh, first five days after the World Series, which is the answer that I wanted. First five days after the World Series. That's completely the answer that I wanted. But I asked him about when a player can opt out. And he thought I was talking about players on minor league deals who have possible opt-outs in, you know, maybe May 15th or June 2nd or, you know, he went into an absolute, um, what term do I want to use? A treatise, on, you know, a, a book report on uh, opt-outs. And it was fantastic. It was wonderful stuff. It was amazing. And it was absolutely not what I was looking for. It was hilarious. It's like, dude, thanks. You're the best. What I actually meant was, it's, oh, okay, fine. No problem. He's got, you know, first five days after the World Series. He is an amazing source. If you ever have any questions, if you have any interest ever in learning the inner workings of baseball, Arizona Phil is a must follow. I haven't been there in a couple days, so I should probably check in as well. But here are the six-year free agents the Cubs have. And if they decide any of these players are worth keeping around on the 40-man roster, they would have to add them to the 40-man roster before the end of the season. So they can add them, but if they don't add them, then they become free agents. Speaking of Adam, Jason Adam is the top name on the list. I'm going to run through the entire list. Uh, I've asterisked. Wow, asterisked. That doesn't come out of the mouth very easily. Uh, I guess that's why people say asterisk. Uh, asterisked. Um, Jason Adam, Jose Almonte, I think he's a pitcher. I've heard, uh, I've seen his name in box scores before. Be a tall Avellino, who's doing very well in Iowa. Um, if you're trying to put together one of the best AAA teams as far as guys who would be worthwhile for calling up for a couple of days, Be a tall Avellino would probably be on that list. Joe Biagini started very well in Iowa, has struggled quite a bit since. James Bork, he's a pitcher. They ran into him somewhere. I'm not quite sure where. Craig Brooks, pitcher, had done very well up as far as Tennessee up in 2019, 2020. Again, no 2020. Uh, 2021, I haven't really seen his name in anything. So he's probably one of those 97 pitchers that's injured. Jesus Camargo. Uh, I think he's the guy who had a fantastic changeup, but really nothing much else. So if you're, you know, throwing a 86 mile an hour fastball and a fantastic 82 mile an hour change, it kind of counterbalances how good the change is because the hitter doesn't really have to sit on, you know, the hitter can sit on one speed. Um, Eric Castillo. Catcher at the Iowa level, from what I hear, he is an ideal um, coach candidate or potentially scout candidate, probably coach, um, but could probably do either one very well. Uh, I would kind of like to, at the end of the season, the Cubs end up getting the spot where, oh my goodness, they're going to have to call up a catcher for the last three or four days because somebody got lit up and 
They want to have a catcher for the left. Eric Castillo, get him in a game. Get him in a game. Uh, after the season's over, designate him for assignment. Um, non uh, No, they, they can't uh, DFA him in that sort of a situation, but they can uh, release him. Just release him and maybe bring him back. But no, Eric Castillo, it'd be cool beans if he would get in one or two major league games in his career. He's not going to hit much, but he's not going to embarrass you at all behind the plate. Um, he, he, I would like to see his name on BB Ref with the, um, you know, dark letters for the players who have played in major league ball. Dakota Chalmers, he has an asterisk. Um, there's something there. It ha- it's not showing up regularly though. Uh, I had been very, I'd even done a podcast on Dakota Chalmers ought to be given a, an opportunity for a successor contract um, with the carrot attached of uh, getting to pitch in the Arizona Fall League. Chalmers has had some horrible outings. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there. I would like the Cubs to have him in the off-season kind of, sort of, somehow, because I think if they get him into the pitch lab, they might be able to um, resuscitate something out of him. But he's he's been bad. He's been really bad for a lot of the time he's been with the Cubs. There have been times where people who are a whole lot more uh, pitcher savvy than I am said, oh, definitely they have to get a way to find, get him onto the 40-man roster. I just, I, I see so many bad outings. I see so many bad outings. Today couldn't get out of the second, gave up seven runs. I'm just, I'm just not. Tony Singrani, left-handed reliever. Probably belongs at the major league level as soon as the Cubs decide, nope, this guy is absolutely done. But you got to be sure on that because the games are real cheap now. The games are very, um, very inexpensive. A a loss is very inexpensive right now. So if the Cubs send out Jake Jewell or any of the various number of other different guys, they just keep sending them out and they keep sending them out. Eventually, they're either going to show, hopefully, he belongs or he doesn't. Left column or right column instead of center column. And um, if it gets to a point where a certain guy gets released, Tony Singrani would make sense. Similarly, Tony Singrani, uh, he might make sense as far as um, trading him to somebody just for... If nothing else, cost relief. I don't know. I uh, Singrani, Singrani pitching in AAA doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. I'll just phrase it that way. Um, Giovanni Cuevas, pitcher. Danny Deweys, outfielder. He's been injured all season. He was traded for... Oh, and I'm, I'm going to draw a blank on the dude's name. Um, He was with the Yankees for a while this year as a relief pitcher. Boy, I, I, I'm I, half of you guys are hollering at your computer. I appreciate you doing that because it really helps me remember what the guy's name is. But uh, Stephen Writings, Stephen Writings, uh, pitched very well with the Yankees. The Yankees sent him back to um, AAA, and I think he slipped on a rail or something like that. Now he's hurt, he's injured, so. Uh, even though the Yankees would probably kind of like to possibly maybe have him up, he's not good to go now. Um, but Donnie DeWeese was traded. Uh, Cubs traded Donnie DeWeese to get Alec Mills. To get Donnie DeWeese back, the Cubs traded Stephen Writings to the Royals. Writings did nothing with the Royals, never pitched in a full season league game. 2020 came, he was released, the Yankees signed him, and now all of a sudden he's a thing. That's how it works. Janeshwi Fargus has a an asterisk. Um, again, he's one of these guys, 
I kind of like to keep him around, but I don't want to give him a 40 man roster spot to do it. Scott Efros. Scott Efros is a guy who probably deserves a look at the major leagues. He is six year free agent. Six year free agent. He can decide, declare himself a free agent at the end of the season. Can declare himself a free agent at the end of the season. So when you get to the point where there is that pitcher in the bullpen. You're done with him. You're set to let him go. You're willing to have your telephone break, your smartphone break into a thousand pieces if you're wrong. But you're done with him. You're just done with him. He's not going to be. He's not going to be. He's not going to be with the team in 2022. He's not going to be with the team in 2023. He's just not going to be. And I, I'm going to take a look at my list, and yeah, there's a couple of names there. There's a couple. Of, I'm not going to say what they are, but there's a couple of names there. If you're convinced this guy's not going to get it done, Scott Efros is the most logical relief pitcher call-up for the Cubs right now. First off, he's on this list. Now, I'm not going to add him to the 40-man roster. Until I see him in a game. I, I, I'm i not going to. He's not to the point like Alfonso Rivas. Where he will automatically make it irrespective of anything. He's close. He's very close. It could make sense. He has a kind of a funky arm angle. He has a screwy release point. He has some decent velocity. Not incredible velocity. But decent velocity. With his arm angle it plays up. Scott Efros deserves a look at the major league level. I wouldn't mind Scott Efros being the 27th player on the roster tomorrow. I wouldn't mind that at all. Not a single little bit. And if I, okay, I'm going to look back at the list. I'm going to look back at the list. Okay. Uh, I pulled two names. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if um, Efros is added to the 40-man roster and those two names are gone. I'm not going to say who they are, but they're, y'all got your names. Y'all got your names. You're looking at the 40-man roster, possibly. You have the guys in mind. The guys that, when they come out of the bullpen, your question is, why is this guy here? Why is this guy here? And not all of these guys are going to be around for 2022. And whichever that guy is that you are convinced, no, this guy should not be on the 40-man roster next year. I wouldn't mind at all if Scott Efros is added and pitches in the doubleheader tomorrow. Wouldn't mind that at all. Not one single little tiny bit. Um, Let's see. Taylor Gushu, catcher. Played briefly for the Cubs. Didn't hit very well. Mike Huschild has been a starter for the I-Cubs for much of the season. Ben Holmes had started the season as a starter. He got a lot of looks in the alternate site games when AAA teams were prepping for the regular season. Then shortly after the regular season started, his arm broke excuse me, his his arm broke. I I, I use that, whatever. I, I don't know what the injury was, but something in his arm, He he's done for the year. Um, Brian Hudson. He's been pitching fairly well, left-hander. There's probably something there. I don't think he's going to earn a 40-man roster spot, but I, I did put an asterisk on Brian Hudson. Uh, Tyler Leidendorf was potentially injured in his first game back from five weeks away. Um, If he was injured, that very well might be why Chase Strumpf was pulled curiously out of a double-A game. Uh, Let's see, Ryan Lawler, Luis Lugo pitched really well in triple-A for one game. Um, Ian Miller, I asterisked him, people are... Familiar with the name, familiar with his, him playing. 
He's perfectly good at the AAA level. I don't think he would ever be a significant contributor at the major league level. I would not want Ian Miller stealing at bats from, for instance, um, Michael Hermosillo down the stretch. I wouldn't want him stealing at bats from uh, Ian Happ. I wouldn't want him stealing bats at bats from Rafael Ortega. Nicholas Padilla was a AAA um, Rule 5 signing from the Rays. He's pitched a little bit. He's had a bit of injury trouble. I don't think there will be any effort to try to keep him around desperately. Uh, let's see. Tyler Payne, catcher, don't think there will be any effort to keep him around. But well, they'll try to keep him around. They'll try to keep him around. It's just a matter of um, giving him a 40-man roster spot is not remotely likely. C.D. Pelham, not going to get a 40-man roster spot. Raymond Pena, catcher, third stringer in Myrtle Beach. I don't think he's going to get a 40-man roster spot. Yuri Ramos, he's one of those right-handed arms, throws 97, 98. He's... Uh, six-year free agent, he might get a 40-man spot. And the funny thing with Ramos, he's not ready for the major leagues. He's basically a um, this year's version of Manny Rodriguez. Not even remotely ready. Not even remotely ready yet. But he might make a 40-man roster. He might get a 40-man roster spot. And there's no way to there's no way to check. You know, he, he's not going to be ready to co- get called up to Wrigley. Of the people on the six-year free agent list, Yuri Ramos is the most tempting name right now. And Yuris Rosario, Justin Schaefer, Jarek Suter, none of these deserve a 40-man roster spot in the offseason. Trace Thompson... Marcus Walden. Marcus Walden might deserve a look. Marcus Walden might deserve a look. Um, I'd rather have Scott Efros get a look, but uh, Marcus Walden would probably be the one behind Scott Efros as far as if players start um, whiffing. I'll just say whiffing. Uh, Walden and Efros would probably be two guys that would make sense to get called up. Joe Wieland, or yeah, Wieland, I think that's what it is. Um, really, a, no idea. Um, second team contract. If a player is released from an organization and signed to another organization, he can possibly also... Um, declare himself a free agent easier. Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, I'll run down the list of those. Michael Arias, pitcher, don't really know anything much about him. And Yuris Beard, and Yuris is a great, great first name. I know that about him. Um, Andres Bonalda, pitcher, I don't really think so. Edwin Figuera, infielder, had had been with the Cardinals organization. I'd like to keep him around. I think he makes perfect sense as a AAA guy next year. Whether there's a Major League Baseball or not, Edwin Figuera would be a nice guy to have, but he's not certainly not worth the 40-man roster spot. If he's going to demand a 40-man roster spot to stick around, let him go. Juan Gomez, pitcher, um, he's bounced around. He's been with AAA Iowa for a bit, but uh, I don't seem to remember Alex Cohen saying this guy should be in the major leagues, so there you go. Alex Katz, left-hander, pitched in the Olympics. Um, Nice lefty reliever at the high A level-ish, give or take. Um, 40-man roster spot, no. Ryan Kellogg started today for the I-Cubs. Did fairly well until Bobby Witt Jr. homered off of him, and then it kind of came unglued. Uh, 
perfectly nice player to have. Actually, he was released by the Cubs and re-signed by the Cubs. Um, perfectly nice guy to have around, but I don't really think he's ever going to be a legit major league type of option. Garrett Kelly, not Kelly Garrett, who was on, who was Jacqueline Smith's character on Charlie's Angels, uh, has gotten to, I think he's at AAA now. He's done fairly well. Um, don't want the Cubs to lose him, but if he demands, give me a 40-man roster spot or I'm leaving, well, bye-bye. Uh, Austin, I, I don't know how to say Polish names. K-R-Z-E-M-I-N-S-K-I. Krasinski? I don't know what that is. I don't know how to say his name, so I'm certainly not going to say he's, he ought to get a 40-man roster spot. Um, Carlos Sepulveda, he's been a refreshing ad. Uh, he had been with the Cubs, was released by the Cubs, signed by the Dodgers, released by the Dodgers, signed by the Cubs. He's been kind of fun at double-A level, but I don't think he's worth a 40-man roster spot, not even remotely. Dalton Stambaugh has been on the escalator between Myrtle Beach and South Bend. Um, intriguing left-handed pitcher. I hope he sticks around, but again, he's certainly not worth a 40-man roster spot, at least certainly not yet. Um, Tyler Selentrop. Well, Selentrop, yes, that's how you, that's something like how you say it. Um, pitched fairly well at Myrtle Beach, had an injury. I think he's out for the year. One of the 78,000 players that that's happened to this year. Vance Vizcaino, outfielder, Iowa quite a bit. Um, Tennessee some. Has done fairly well. Not worth the 40-man roster spot. Harrison Wenson, I would love to keep him around. He sounds like that. Uh, <sighs> Pick your favorite catcher from a minor league baseball movie. Pick your favorite catcher from... That's exactly who Harrison Wenson is. Hits a little bit. Will tell a pitcher exactly what he has to tell the pitcher to get the pitcher to straighten up and fly right. Um, I hope he sticks around. I hope he sticks around. Uh, Harrison Wenson and Eric Castillo should both be coaches at some point. Maybe cool beans if the Cubs have at least one of them choose to be coaches in their organization. So I've gone through a list of about, what is that, 45 players? I don't know, something like that. Um, I'm not adding any to the 40-man roster as of today. However, this is one of the things that you have to go through. Assess the six-year free agents. And... Which of the six-year free agents slash second contract type players, which of those even remotely look like 40-man roster ads? Only one I'm seeing is Yuri Ramos, and I'm not even sure on that yet. So right now, Yuri Ramos would go center column. Yuri Ramos goes center column. I'm not putting him on the 40-man roster yet, but... When Yuri Ramos appears in games, I will be paying more attention to him. I think he's 97, 98. Uh, I'll have to check out his numbers here or there. But um, Yuri Ramos could at some point be a type that gets added to the 40-man roster because somebody else is going to pluck that kind of a guy. If you have the guy that's throwing 97, 98, he's done fairly well in advanced A ball. Even if his numbers aren't that impressive, you know, four and a half ERA. Well, why are you taking guy in high A ball in the rule five grand? Because he throws 97, 98. Oh, okay, I understand. And if you can bring in a guy who throws 97, 98 into your camp, you bring him in, you check him out. How's he doing? If he's doing well, you hang on to him. If he's not, you kick him back. Yuri Ramos might be the type of player who gets added to the 40-man roster. So I've gone through this entire list of about 45 names. Yuri Ramos, I have added a second asterisk to his name 
This means I am considering him a legitimate 40-man roster add candidate. It does not mean I have added him to the left-hand column. It means I might at some point. So, you've listened to 40 minutes worth of, here's a whole bunch of names, some of which you've never heard of before in your life, some of which I can't even pronounce, and my official declaration for the six-year free agents in the second contract, guys. Yuri Ramos, maybe, the rest of them, eh, probably not. But uh, this is a step to go through, and the next step to go through will be the very important one. The guys that need protection from the Rule 5 draft. And once I get through with that one, I'm going to look at my list, and I'm going to start to realize, I'm going to start to realize once I get done with that list, Am I being too lenient or am I being too tight? Because if I'm being too lenient, if I'm up at 38, 39 on my 40-man roster, I'm not doing a good job. If I'm being too tight and I'm down at 27 or 28 on my 40-man roster, then I'm not doing a good job. It should probably be in the 34, 35, maybe a little bit off of that. The 40-man roster going into the offseason ought to be at 34 or 35. And just because someone is on the 40-man roster in early December, just because a player is on the 40-man roster in early December does not necessarily mean they have to be there all season long, all off-season long. However, if they are just added to avoid getting poached in the Rule 5 draft, then they do have to be kept the entire time. But if it gets to a situation where my list is 36, guy gets added and on December 19th, guy gets added on December 24th, Cubs make a trade, and da 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 da. And before long, it's uh, January 17th, and the Cubs are adding a player to the 40 man roster, whether it's a free agent signing, whether it's a um, DFA wire pickup, waiver wire pickup. Remember those, those count. And the Cubs all of a sudden absolutely, totally, completely have to designate someone for assignment. And they absolutely have to. Then you can look at the list and say, well, Anderson Espinoza, Tommy Nance, Alexander Vizcaino, Rowan Wick. Are these guys essential? You can ask that question. Are these guys essential? Can this guy be designated for assignment? You can ask that question, but only for players who haven't just been added to prevent them from being poached in the Rule 5 draft. So yeah, there are rules, and I'm going to kind of stick to them, but it's really important to go through, and there are a number of steps. The first one is to assess the 40-man roster. I've done that initially. I'm not done. Second step is to look at the six-year free agents. I'm kind of good with saying Yuri Ramos is likely the only one off of that entire list that I will add. For a while, I was thinking Dakota Chalmers is at least a potential add. I don't think he is right now. The 40-man roster is a legitimate thing in Major League Baseball. If you think the 40-man roster is unimportant, if you think it's ridiculous that owners are going to have spending limits for general managers, you are potentially in the wrong place. It's not that I like what the owners are using for spending limits necessarily, but if there's going to be spending limits, you know, if Jed's going to get told by Tom Ricketts, you can only spend $140 million. That would be 
Valid information. That would be valid information. Even if we don't hear what the number is, it's very valid information. The 40-man roster is valid. 40-man roster is something that you ought to prioritize. Plenty of people last year said the Cubs ought to add Burl Caraway to the 40-man roster because 99, left-handed, gimme, 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 gimme. He could help for the playoffs. Well, now Burl Caraway's having a lot of trouble in advanced A-ball. Having him on the 40-man roster now would have been stupid. That would have been absolutely stupid to add a player to the 40-man roster before he was going to be able to even remotely help. Ben Leeper possibly could be very good for the Cubs in 2022. But as far as 2021, there is a 0% reason to add Ben Leeper to the 40-man roster. None. And if you do add him, then that's one less guy that you can keep. One less guy that you can protect. So the next step will be looking at players who are Rule 5 draft eligible this offseason. I'm going to give you three names. Three names to... uh, like open up the bag of sunflower seeds and start gnawing on them. You know how sun... I'm not a sunflower seed fan. Uh, There's a story behind that, but I'm not going to go there. Um, One is Alfonso Rivas. One is Nelson Velasquez. And one is Jared Young. Each in their own way, they're very similar. They hit. They hit really well. And at least they've hit really well pretty much through AAA. Velazquez, only AA. Rivas, AAA. Young is in AAA now and is adjusting rather quickly. I don't know that all three deserve, or can be fit into a 40-man roster. I don't know. I don't want to leave any of them unprotected because I could see any of the various number of very good teams saying, yeah, that's exactly who we want because what we're looking for is a guy who can flip and hit the ball. All three of them can hit the ball. All three of them would have to be added to the 40-man roster this offseason to be protected. When I get to that list, I'm not going to be doing the list live. I'm not going to be doing the list live. That would be a horrible podcast because I would start arguing with myself and complaining at myself and fussing even more than I usually do. But when all the other players, all the, there's just all the other players, Brendan Little very possibly deserves a 40-man roster spot. A whole bunch of guys possibly deserve a 40-man roster spot. Then there are some that definitely deserve a 40-man roster spot. But you're going to get the three guys. Alfonso Rivas, Jared Young, Nelson Velasquez. Three guys that are just flat-out bats. They're flat-out bats in a league that will probably have the designated hitter with all 30 teams now. If you're not going to be able to keep all three of them, and I don't really think I can, because I'm already looking at 23. I'm already looking at 23 on my 40-man roster. Already, and that doesn't include the question mark guys. I'm already looking at 23. I might be adding Yuri Ramos. There's some other pictures I might be adding. It's going to be really difficult. Really difficult. But if you're going to do the deep dive stuff, if you're going to do the, I'm going to take um, all the important steps as being important, you really have to come up with what 
is your 40-man roster over the offseason? What is your 40-man roster over the season? And maybe there might be a situation where there's someone that is on the 40-man roster and as soon as a certain point hits, maybe it's the offseason, maybe it's December 10th, maybe, you know, whenever it ends up being. Perhaps some of these players will get traded as 40-man roster players. And when I say some of these players, I'm not thinking any one in particular. I'm not thinking any two in particular. The Cubs could make any various number of different trades for any, any various number of different reasons. Some of which might be popular, a lot of which would not be very popular. But if you get to a point where the Cubs end up trading a 40-man roster spot player to another team for largely prospects, that's one way to create more 40-man roster spots. There you go. Thanks for stopping by. I apologize for taking 50 of your minutes to add one name to the list, possibly. But I thought it was really important to walk it through, take the time, mention all the names, think about everyone, contemplate it out, come up with the player that might be worth adding. Perhaps you have a name on the list and you're hollering at your computer. Tim, you're an idiot. You should add these other two guys too. Or, no, you can't add Yuri Ramos to the 40-man roster. Hey, whichever you... I love your... I, I love opinions. I love people who think things out and come up with things off of logic. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to check on Yuri Ramos. Does he make sense for a 40-man roster spot? With the minor leagues, instead of having all the way through the end of October... Um, low A, high A, double A, I have until, what, three weeks? Two, three weeks? Triple A, I have a bit more time. But, um, yeah, these these decisions are very important. It's not going to be possible to protect every player that might get selected. It's not the goal to protect every player who gets selected. I'm quite confident that when uh, Michael Rucker was selected by Baltimore, he is a better pitcher now for having been in Baltimore's Major League camp. And now the Cubs are getting some of that benefit. Now, does Michael Rucker deserve a 40-man roster spot over the offseason? Well, that's kind of what we're trying to figure out. Um, across the whole board. I want the list to be at about 34 or 35 names. Right now, I'm at 23 with 14 question marks on the Major League roster and, a hand, and about one legitimate question mark on the six-year free agent pool. The next step, the guys that are going to be Rule 5 eligible, and I'm going to need a whole lot of medication for that day because that's going to be brutal. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great day. Be safe. Be nice to other people. And there's a doubleheader tomorrow. And in case you're interested, full slate of minor league games at the full season level. Have a great day.